Hello, my friend. Happy Tuesday. Today, I have a guest for you. Her name is Marcia Noah Glixman. I really enjoyed speaking with her, and she is a mom to teenage triplets, a writer, and a certified coach. And we get into talking all about women's self-worth and her first book coming out called Naked After Divorce. It's on sex, love, and intimacy after a 15-year monogamous relationship. And it's already making so much noise, even though it hasn't been published yet. She has such a beautiful soul, and she was born in Brazil and currently calls Mexico home after living in the United States, Israel, and St. Lucia. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Miracles of Mona's podcast. My name is Clarissa Booker, and I'm a holistic coach and beauty expert. I'm here to empower and motivate you to improve your health and lose weight by adding more whole plant foods into your lifestyle. In addition, kick stress to the curb. So be open to receive because I believe that miracles are for everyone. Hi, Noah. So happy you are here today. How are you doing this this wonderful day? I am doing wonderful. It's sunny, it's warm, and I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so happy. Uh, and warm weather sounds absolutely amazing. I just need to hop on a flight and come on down there to where you are and just kind of relax a little bit. Yes, you do. Everybody does. Just coming masses. The airport, just there's thousands of people coming every day. And what I feel that it's especially amazing where I live, it's sort of it's such an international hub. And you have people coming literally from all corners of the world and doing super interesting things because everybody's just doing it online. I love how. Love that. That is just amazing. So can you tell everybody how you got started on your wellness journey? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I think everybody from the time they're very little has a way of expressing stress through their body. That's stress. For some people, it's headaches. For some people, stomach aches. For some people, it's fainting. Um, for me, it was always my digestive system. You know, if I would have an exam and I got nervous, um, I have diarrhea. If um, we were traveling and um, there were too many curves, my stomach would get upset and I would throw up. It was always something related to my digestive system. And as we grow up, we don't realize, but um, we keep using this sort of system, quote unquote, to manifest our feelings through our bodies. So as the years went by and stress just grew with me, unfortunately, because I didn't know any managing, I didn't know any better way to manage it or to reduce it. It got to a point that um, I got fairly, very sick. I had silent reflux, so it was very hard to diagnose. And by the time it was diagnosed, I had five septic ulcers on my esophagus. And every single one of them needed to be biopsied for cancer. Um, the stinker that connects the esophagus to the stomach was just dead. My left lung was uh, was not working properly. It was very hard for me even to go one flight of stairs. I had to rest and it was, it was like I had just ran 10 kilometers. Um, it was very hard. I would throw up everything I ate. I was in pain constantly. My house looked like a pharmacy and I never liked taking medicine. And when I was finally diagnosed and they found out all those things that were no longer functioning in my body, I was just 
sick and tired of being sick and tired and nothing was working. I felt like I was, I was managing my disease instead of living my life. And I thought those Hollywood movies when unfortunately parents find out that their children have a rare disease and big pharma is not interested in, in researching because there aren't enough people to buy that medicine later. And they just do their own research and find a cure. And that's amazing. And I was like, I would definitely do that for one of my kids. So why wouldn't I do that for me? You know, sometimes we do things for the people we love and we come second. Uh, or we'd spend an amount of money buying things for kids or going places for them, but not for ours. And um, I felt that I was worth it. Like, let's just get this in check and find out what's happening to my body. And I started researching and I started doing little courses and then big courses. And then finally I got my double certification as a health coach and as a life coach. And through learning and using my body as a lab, found out amazing things about, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And you can't separate the three. The holistic approach of, you know, it's like if you have a flat tire, but the rest of the car can be functioning, you know, great, but you still can't use that car. So it's kind of the name of the body. You can't separate a little bit of it from the rest of it. And that's how I got started. It was my own need and not having someone to fulfill that need. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, a lot of times that does, you know, sometimes start our journey. It's something about us that we're trying to heal or somebody very close to us. So it's so good that you was able to put yourself first like that. Absolutely. I think for some people, that's the hardest part. Feeling the worthiness of, you know, I will make the time. I will invest the money because it's basically investing your time and your money. And sometimes it's easier to spend on a trip or in a spa day, uh, because it gives us that immediate relief. If, you know, I got the break, I need it. But then we go back to the old patterns and we get stuck in that vicious cycle of needing that spa day or needing that trip or, or wishing we could get those things. And I wasn't interested in that. I wanted a permanent solution. I didn't want to manage my disease. I wanted to be healthy again. Absolutely. That's amazing. So were you, were you always into the wellness or when, when you started noticing yourself getting sick, at one point were you like, man, I know there's a better way. Like what was like that light bulb moment for you? So I think I was always into wellness uh, compared to, you know, uh, I was never, you know, a heavy drinker or, you know, using drugs or eating junk food, just like the basics that are like the big things that people usually notice. But I felt that sometimes little things take you a longer way than the big things. Like it's not always about what do you eat? It's more about how you eat, you know, all the, the, the way we have on the conscience. Oh, I hate, you know, this many slices of pizza where I just, you know, put some fudge in my ice cream. And what that does to your body sometimes damages it more than the actual food you're eating. So it was just finding out the little things that I had to tweak. And that was fantastic because I think a lot of people are worried of like, oh, I don't want to stop drinking coffee. I don't, you know, I wish I could eat chocolate every day. And it's like, it's not magic, but it almost feels like magical because you can, you know? Um, I think that was, that was the biggest surprise 
on understanding how much I was into wellness and how much more I got into it. Yes, yes. Just being open to their growth and just receiving all that. Mm, Yes. And then, so how do you feel now that it influenced your life and now you're in a much better place with your health and your stress levels and everything? So that is my whole life. Like Mm -hmm. I said, you separate mind, body, soul. You can't separate your career from your relationships, from your spirituality, from your health. Like it's, it's all in one bag. One influences the other constantly. So I understood that the root cause was stress. And then I had to understand where the stress was coming from. And then I realized I was in a very toxic relationship. My marriage was just not working, that um, I needed to take the blindfold off uh, because I didn't have a partner that wanted to fix it. It takes two to tango. And even if you do 50%, that other 50% is missing. And for a long time, I, I supported people healing from chronic disease. And as life progressed and all those realizations progressed and I progressed, so did my practice. And, and it got to a point that when the relationship dissolved, I had really bad imposter syndrome as one of the many results that I became aware of, of the abuse that I was suffering. And I went into victim mode and I really couldn't, I felt like I wasn't in a position to help anyone. You could see physically on me that like my, my, my life had just come to a halt and I needed to stop for a second, reassess, kind of heal from a different, from a different perspective now. Um, and one hand, there was an amazing proof that I was really healthy because I didn't have any setbacks on my system or my physical health. So I just kept using the same tools and of course, getting professional support and support from family and friends and getting better and better. And today I still help people heal from digestive disease, but I focus more on helping people get that mental health in relationships, especially after the relationship is over. I think, not I think, I know from my personal and professional experience that most of what we find online is how to get your men back, uh, how to make a man fall in love with you, what men like. And, oh, my God, that just made me so angry. I was like, this is not about them. Like, we don't live for them. I want to find the way back from me to me. Where do I find this? And I just couldn't find anything. Like, it was like sort of building a puzzle a little bit from here, a little bit from there. A lot of insight from my friends because I felt like I, I had been in the freezer for 15 years, you know, like all the apps and, and, you know, and texting and like, I was so lost. It was like, what, what, what happened to the world? I felt like a dinosaur. I was like, how do I adapt to this again? How do I find myself? How do I find myself without, um, without throwing myself out there for, for attention, for satisfaction, for fun? I felt like I don't substitute him. I want to find myself again. And um, so that's the second part of my healing. Physical health is very connected to my, to my mental state. 
my to my well-being in a much deeper deeper level that leads you know all the way to childhood trauma and why did I choose that partner and why did I endure all those things and being a survivor and like that and processing and seeing things just unfold beautifully so back to uh, back to the original question on how that influenced my life it influenced my career because I changed my career twice Price is accurate, but I changed to being, you know, um, a coach. And then I just, the coaching developed on itself. It changed my finances. First, it was a huge blow because I got divorced and it was not a fair divorce. Uh, but it also impacted my finances because now my finances are mine. Um, it impacted my spirituality. I used to be much more observant and religious and all my connection with the higher power is very different than what it was before. It's a lot more trusting and a lot, a lot less dependent. It's, it's, it's more of an unconditional love and trust than it was before. But I feel demands a lot less proving and doing and, and you know, fitting into a certain community. Um, it influenced my relationships with myself, with my children, with the friends I choose, with the places I go to very attentive to how that raises my energy or sucks it out of me. Obviously my health, my health has never, it just gets better and better and better. At some point I looked like I had aged 10 years in a year or a couple of years. And now people see me and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. And they're like, no, no, no Botox, no treatments. And I'm like, why happiness is my Botox. So I also, that age reversal happening at an amazing pace. Really, really amazing. I don't know if you saw that. I posted the before and after pictures not long ago on my Instagram and my Facebook pages. And the amount of, of DMs I got of people being like, <gasps> and I posted the dates and I, it was a year in between the pictures. And I wasn't I was just focusing inside and getting over all everything that I had gone through, processing it and moving forward, learn from it so it wouldn't repeat myself. Yeah, I feel like mental health is incredibly, incredibly important. And then especially women just taking that time to work on themselves. Just like you say, people are just always focusing on how do you get him back? But what happened if that's not the right route for you? What happened if your path is to heal and go a different direction? And I believe that's just so important for us. You know, that's that that message there, just empowering women to just be able to stand strong, have that inner strength is absolutely amazing. I just I absolutely love that so much. And so you, do you also find yourself helping people with the relationships and getting over after divorces? I've been doing now, not necessarily divorces. I feel that today a lot of people don't take that official step. They don't want to involve church and state. So there's a lot of people that have spent years and years together and sometimes isn't even years. The, the call I had this morning before you is someone who had a six month relationship, but it was so intense and left her so traumatized. And what I feel that we, we all have in common, doesn't matter how long the relationship was, but it matters how impacted each one of us is loneliness and self-doubt. It's the two things we all have in common and they're very closely related and they feed on each other. You get lonely, you think of your ex. 
doubting yourself and doubting your worth and doubting your path and doubting what you want. And it's just, it keeps going. So you got to break that cycle and, and do something for you. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But a lot of times, I don't want to generalize and say 100%, but I would say it's pretty close. Uh, nobody wants to get back or her back. I work with men as well. It's just understanding that, uh, you know, that saying some people are reason, some are season, some are lifetime. Oh, yes. I think a lot of comes when we get confused, when we think someone is a lifetime and they were just a season or a reason. And, and breaking through, again, that cycle of loneliness and self-doubt and understanding that healing is a process. It's not a magic pill. I wish I could, you know, go to take a pill, take a happy pill and everything as well, or that I could have one session with a coach or a therapist and I would feel all better. No, sometimes it feel worse because you need to look deep into yourself instead of looking into your relationship. What led me to, to that relationship? What, what makes me want and crave him so badly? You should, you should be that person, in my opinion, should compliment you and not complete you. So you were complete and you're happy and you're fulfilled without that person. They just bring more joy into your joy. So it's interesting that the pain you're going through is necessary, but it doesn't need to overpower everything else. So can you give everybody like, um, like, so if somebody right now, like a tip for them or a strategy that they can use just to try to, if they're just feeling in a funk right now, what is something they can do just to try to pull themselves out? So I'll go even further. I'll give you two. Okay. The people that are in a hurry, because some people just work and then like, you just don't have the time right now. Feelings that do I get home and I can uh, cry myself to sleep or drink myself to sleep. It's not good. Like get stress relief, stress relief throughout the day. So you can do things and all of them take two to five minutes. It can be from taking 10 deep breaths. Just close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths. Your nervous system will calm down. Or play an upbeat music, a song. And, you know, if you can and if you have an office, close the door and dance it out. Just have a party with yourself. If you can't, you know, use your earphones or go out for a second. You know, sometimes you allow ourselves to take a bathroom break. But like, I mean, tell your boss, man, I need two minutes because you're going to get a much better employee coming back after those two minutes than to just, you know, working these straight for eight hours. Uh, um, use some essential oils. Um call up a friend or even send a message to like three people that you love reminding them. Cause sometimes when we can't get that love, keeping that love reminds us how loved we are. Send messages to three friends you haven't connected lately and say, Hey, I was thinking of you. Oh yeah. You know? and, and so those little things, and I give you like three examples, mm-hmm. right? The music, breathing and the connection, and they're completely different. And they only take from a few seconds to a few minutes. They're not complicated. It's just a matter of doing it. And that's the work we do because we all know what to do, honestly. Like we are, I, I assume, I know assuming is wrong, but I still assume because uh, I'm human and I like, I like some of the assumptions I make. So this one is that everybody 
is smart and capable and we are all doing the best we can. Nobody says, oh, I know I should be doing this and purposely I'm not doing it. So it's being intentional and giving it a try. Sometimes it sounds ridiculous. So I'm going to listen to a song. I'm going to feel better. Yes, you will. And if you don't, pat yourself on the back that you tried the next time, try something different. Those are really good. And the longer term one is, um, I believe that everything that works has sort of like, imagine a stool with three lights, right? Or like my lamp, let me show you my lamp. Like it has three lights. So one is a system, one is support, and one is accountability. Think of the gym. How many people do we all know that signed up for the gym and didn't go? Oh, so many. They get that burst of energy. Then it's like a couple of weeks later, everybody's like, oh, what happened? No, get back in there. That's another thing. You got to push harder. It's always on you. No, nobody can just carry that weight all the time by yourself. Like you're saying, especially women, especially mothers. It's like the more we connect with our womanhood, the more we forget who we are and what we need to be who we are. So, uh, but if you, if people that hire a personal trainer is a completely different story because they're following a system, they have the support. And of course they have the accountability, not just the trainer, but the money you're paying to that trainer, which is usually much more than paying for a gym. So when you look in school, you have the same, you have a system and we don't want to discuss if, if we like the school system or not, we just mm-hmm. evaluate, right? Um, you have a system you have support you have someone has to take you to school you have books you have a desk you have teachers and you have accountability you have to pass your tests you have to turn in homework you need to write essays so it works and i think that's most people we have that strength of like i can do it i can figure it out yes you can i have no doubt but what is the price you're paying and i always when i say price it's not just money it's money and time and time is the only, it's the only resource that it's non-renewable. Once the time is gone, it's gone. Money, you can make more money. We lose money, we make money, we, you know, we go through different stages in life, but time, uh, time is so precious. Yeah. So it's amazing. Do you want to do it yourself? Do you want to figure it out like I did and it took me years? So I know it works as well. I am leaving proof and I know a lot of people that did it too. Or do you want to find a system? That also offers you support and accountability and take that leap of faith, stick to it and accelerate your healing. So that's my long term. So now I have three, three um, strategies for short term and right away feeling better. And the long term one that just, and like I said, I don't believe in managing. So it's not going to a spa every week, which I love. And I think everybody deserves to do it. And we would love, I love to do it. But it's fixing it. It's getting it done. So not uh, getting a new boyfriend every week or, you know, different strategies around getting your validation from other people, but really finding within yourself, remembering your worth and remembering your power in a way that drives you forward in every single part of your life. Yes, absolutely. Self-worth is so important. And sometimes we go through so many things throughout our life. It just chips away. And so that long-term solution, just doing all that inner work 
and having that guidance and support will just help get you there and keep you there. Because sometimes when you're doing it yourself, you don't see something. There might be this little thing that you miss, but having somebody else there that's around you as spirit led, they will see that and you'll be like, oh, that's it. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Yes, so much. <laughs> I notice on myself and everybody that I've worked with is also the celebration time. Like when you when you're working with someone where you have a community of like-minded women and men that are going through the same thing as you. Sometimes you have victories, but you don't even realize you celebrate to the extent that you should or could because it's just by yourself. So you don't even understand how far you came. Yes. And and doing, I, I love the celebrations of like just that, that, that little step that you did this week. That's so busy. important. It's like, it makes it so, imagine like celebrating your birthday by yourself or celebrating your birthday with your family and your friends and your colleagues and just having a block party, you know, like get, get as big as you want. It, that makes all the difference in the world too, because it creates, it helps us acknowledge how far we came, like I mentioned, but it also it gives such a boost of energy and motivation that you don't need to be struggling to find it every day new. Like you, you, you always have that, that, that part of your cup full rooting for you and encouraging you and celebrating with you. And that makes a huge difference. Cause I think a lot of people's like, they appreciate the crying shoulder or the validation. And this is not what this is about. It is not a support group that, you know, we all cry together and you know, curse our axes and play the victims and they're the villains. No, it's, it's again, it's not about them celebrating who you are what you can do and what you will do and get you there and I love that it's just ugh. I am so glad that you know it's when people say one day you're going to look back and, and you know appreciate the hard things you went through of course you would still all rather not have gone through a lot of the stuff we have but it does feel good looking back and seeing that you were able to use it as as a stepping stone or, you know, a trampoline to just, you know, like get to new heights and, and it just give an extra satisfaction to know that you created something good. Yeah. That feeling of accomplishment. I mean, it's just, it encourages you to keep on moving forward. And then it's like that mixed with the community because sometimes, because we're all human, we might have a, we might have a moment. I'm just not feeling it today, but then you'll, you'll, hit that support just to keep going and that nudge. And that's super important. No one's going to do the work for you. For sure. I often, I often compare it and people love this comparison because I think it makes it very clear. It's like someone guiding you to climb the Everest. You know, it's a challenge. You also know you're going to get there. The guide is not going to carry you. The guide is not going to climb for you. You're going to do all the work, but you have someone showing you the best path, the best views, the camp, what you should pack. And um, I think coaching is still a very unknown territory, especially because it's um, unregulated. So a lot of people just try to be coaches, which it might be fine. I don't know. I've never worked with anyone like that. But when you're a certified coach, that's what you do for your clients. We are a guide that offers tools and insights and shortcuts 
and beautiful views, but you got to do the work. Yes. Yes. You have to do the work. And you don't plan on, you got to get in shape first. Yes. A little bit overwhelming, like going out potato to Everest. One foot and in front of the other one day at a time. Keep walking or keep swimming. Like Dory says, keep swimming, keep swimming. (laughs) Yes. And I do know that you have a book coming out. Can you tell me about that really quick? That's what I'm saying. Learn to appreciate contradicting feelings at the same time. The terrifying and moving towards the exciting. So I wrote a book. It's not a self-help book. It's not a coaching book. Um, So let's see what it is. It's a book of short stories about my journey from we back to me from a very specific perspective. Um, on sex, love, and, and captures a short story, and it's a story with um, different people, and they're all they're kind of like standalone, but together they are my journey. So sometimes months apart, sometimes it stays apart, and the insights that um, that I had within that journey, and while I was going through the five stages of grief for denial, anger, negotiation, depression, and acceptance. So I don't talk about the five stages of grief because, again, it's not a self-book, but once you're aware of them, you can clearly see me going through them within those encounters and relationships and the connection, again, with myself through this very specific perspective. Mm, That sounds good. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, Yes. Have you read the introduction of the first chapter? I have not. On my website, I will be done. Yes, I will definitely read that. Thank you. Because I feel that a lot of people, when they hear sex, love, and intimacy, they only hear sex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that's going to get their attention. (laughs) So they think it's going to be, you know, like written born or something like that. I'm going to invite you to join me in bed. Seriously, with me or through me. and so I, I, I made that decision of releasing the introduction and the first chapter so people can have a better sense. And also the name of the book is Naked After Divorce. And I chose that because of the double meaning. It's not fitted, but it's a lot of the emotional and psychological aspects. And that nakedness is very scary. It was very scary for me to just put it out there, you know, both of the, the naked and the naked. That's the terrifying part, right? And mm-hmm. the exciting part is that the feedback I got so far, people saw the naked I wanted them to see. Well, that sounds perfect. It to them. And I think, again, with the I think, I've got to really watch myself. I know, because I did um, a lot of marketing research and, and all the people that I've worked with. The two things that we suffer the most when we go through a breakup are, as I mentioned, loneliness and self-doubt that is very clear on the book and you see the progress of that loneliness and that self-doubt just some of it way some of it is through breakthroughs and through the situation that went through some of it was through the work i did myself through my own climbing my everest all of it and um i am choosing the exciting over the terrifying but i'm feeling both Yes, that's how we have to do it every day. Yeah, it's a choice. Yes. And you go brain and rewire your brain to, to understand 
that you you are in charge and you get to choose not just every single day, every single moment. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for Monday right now. Yes, the time is now because if you keep waiting, then it will just pass you by. Today is yesterday, tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. tomorrow is ready here. Well, thank you so much, Noah. That's going to be absolutely amazing. So can you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you, how they can get your amazing book? Yes, my pleasure. I love connecting with everybody. Um, So website is the same name as the book. It's nakedafterdivorce.com. And anyone can read the introduction of the first chapter there. And I even posted some of the lovely messages I got from everybody because I was so overwhelmed and so touched. Um, And on all across all social media, which I am on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. It is my full name, Marcia Noah Glixman. And that's a mouthful. So if you go to the website, there is a link to Facebook and Instagram, and that might be easier for everybody to just nakedafterdivorce.com. And then you can either write to me from there or from my social media accounts. Wonderful. We will also have all those links in the show notes. So you can click on them and go over directly to her. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was such a blessing having you on today. Ah, uh, thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. It was it's always so amazing to be able to share the journey and let everybody know that you can do it. You can do it. All right. Thank you, Noah. And until next time. Thank you so much for coming by. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform. And also don't forget to leave a written review. That's how we spread the message. Bye, guys.